Welcome to The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig, a podcast which endeavors to expose the truth behind legal stories that are distorted by mainstream media. And now, here's your host, passionate truth seeker and veteran attorney, Jill Rosenzweig. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. I'm your host, Jill Rosenzweig, and today I want to talk to you about a situation that has not yet led to a lawsuit, but something that is uh, very important, in my opinion, to know about and to talk about, and something that I've personally had to deal with, uh, which has to do with fighting insurance companies in the United States when they deny claims for coverage. And um, I want to talk to you specifically about this little boy named Noah Connolly, who uh, was born with an underdeveloped left ventricle. Um, so his heart is, um, it basically is a heart defect. And the condition is called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. At 20 weeks pregnant, the family found out and um, the first surgery that Noah had to have was while he was still in utero. And since then, he's had to have two open heart surgeries. And the family found out that there is a procedure that a hospital in Boston can perform where they would completely fix his heart. Essentially, he would have his heart fully reconstructed and his heart would thereafter be fully functional. And this is a very um, specialized and complicated surgery that uh, the doctors at Boston Children's can perform. And according to their treating physician here in California, um, the doctor here is saying that if Noah doesn't go to Boston Children's and have this surgery, essentially what they're looking at is a lifetime of issues for Noah. He will probably have to continuously go through surgery after surgery. And um, eventually he'll have issues with uh, his liver and his heart. Um, and so essentially what the doctor here is saying is that it would be, I mean, the difference between what he can get in terms of procedures here is um, there's a procedure here that a lot of doctors perform in California where um, essentially the one ventricle that he has would be working overtime to do the work of what most people have, which is two ventricles. If he has a surgery in Boston, he'll be given two ventricles and that way he won't have this one ventricle that is working in place of two. And so um, the family applied for coverage for this procedure. And um, it's a 10-hour surgery that they had scheduled. It was supposed to be taking place today, from what I understand, um, today being Thursday, uh, um, August 8th. And uh, just last week, late last week, the insurance company denied the coverage that they sought in order to get this procedure. The uh, insurance company is Anthem Blue Cross, based out of California, and uh, they've denied coverage, essentially asserting that the provider is out of network and they are taking the position that there are plenty of talented physicians here in California and there is no reason for them to grant this family the ability to go out of network and go to Boston for this procedure. The treating doctor here in California has provided letters and um, explanations to 
Anthem Blue Cross so that Anthem Blue Cross understands that the procedures that are offered here in California are nowhere near close as good as the procedure that NOAA can get at Boston Children's, and yet Anthem Blue Cross has denied the coverage and is leaving this family in a situation where in order to proceed with this surgery, they will need a million dollars. And, um, you know, being that the surgery was scheduled for today, uh, from what I understand, they've set up a GoFundMe account and they're just praying that they get enough money together so that they can provide this procedure to their child. And um, I just want to talk about this whole um, situation with respect to insurance companies and their denials of claims. Um, A lot of the time this happens, it, it happens often where when we pay for insurance in the United States, essentially this is a contract between um, us as the insured and the insurance company as the insurance provider. And when you have a contract with someone, you have certain obligations and the insurance company has certain obligations. And the question in my mind is always this. If you're paying, like most families are paying over $1,000 a month, sometimes $1,500 a month, for health insurance, and you're paying those monthly premiums, what are you entitled to in in return? So, you know, I, I've seen this a lot, I, I especially in California. Uh, a lot of the time, you will need to go to a doctor for a specific procedure, and nobody in your city offers that procedure that is contracted as in-network with your insurance provider. So you make calls to all of these in-network providers and you say, I need this specific procedure. Can you do it? And they say, no, we're not qualified to do it. We can't do it. So then you say, okay, well, I guess I have no choice but to go out of network. If you try to get coverage for that claim, if you just use your out-of-network benefits, typically uh, most people have an absolutely enormous deductible. And even when they go through that deductible, um, then you have what what will your insurance company cover? In most instances, they will cover a certain percentage of the allowable amount. So just to give you an example, if this procedure here is a million dollars and the family has, just say they have a $5,000 deductible, so fine, they'll pay the deductible because obviously the money that they're looking at in terms of paying for this procedure is so extreme The $5,000 is nothing compared to what they're facing here. But then the issue is this. How much of that $1 million procedure will the insurance company cover? It may be that they will only cover a very small portion of it. And then they'll say, okay, we don't consider it reasonable to say this procedure is a $1 million. We will cover 50%. So my insurance, for example, is 50% of the allowable amount. The allowable amount is often very, very low. Um, So just to get more personal, I guess, um, I've taken my children for certain therapy. Uh, So for example, physical therapy. Um, In LA, there are a very small handful of physical therapy uh, practitioners who treat kids. So when you look at the list of pediatric physical therapists, uh, very few of them take insurance the ones that do have enormous wait lists. And so if you want to 
wait eight months to get your child physical therapy, that's one thing. But most people don't want to do that because if you need to get physical therapy for your child, usually it's because you need to do so right away. So then you're looking at, okay, well, I can't go to anyone in network because everybody that is in network has a huge wait list. So if I go out of network, what can I get? So every session of physical therapy is typically somewhere between $150 to $200 here in LA. And if you call your insurance company, they'll say to you, well, we're not covering any of it until you get through your $5,000 or $3,000 deductible. But then even once you get through that deductible, what will they cover of the hourly rate for the physical therapy? So if you're going to a physical therapist for $180 an hour, you submit the claim and let's just say you've gone through your deductible. So you're finally at a point where the insurance company might actually pay something. I will tell you from personal experience that if you submit the claim, they will come back and say, well, we don't consider $180 to be an allowable amount. We consider $60 to be the allowable amount. And of that, we will give you the 50% back that you're entitled to. So for a $180 charge, you will get reimbursed $30. And so what happens is, and that's the truth, that's actually what happens. So if you do go out of network, which oftentimes you're forced to do in this country because there are very few providers that are contracted to be in network with insurance, and you're basically in, you have no choice but to go out of network, you essentially end up getting so little out of having insurance that it gets to a point where you have to ask yourself, I'm meeting my end of the bargain. I'm paying you these monthly premiums. Now, what are you doing for me in return? If all you're doing for me is giving $30 to me after I've now spent $5,000 on a deductible and I'm getting $30 per physical therapy session or whatever the case may be for your specific situation, how much of a benefit am I getting by even having insurance to begin with? And so the way that I look at it is it's a it's a typical contract law issue. So if I'm acting in good faith and I'm paying my premiums, are you acting in good faith by not providing me with really any viable options when it comes to insurance coverage to get services or treatment for my family. And so what I will say is that, you know, if your claim is denied, just say in in this instance, the family made a claim for coverage, their claim was denied, they then had to appeal that denial. The appeal is internal. So now you're fighting the insurance company and asking the insurance company to reverse its own decision. So the insurance company has no incentive in reversing itself, right? The insurance company's goal is to not provide you with coverage. So when you appeal internally, you're essentially asking the same exact people that denied your claim to then change their minds, which is very difficult. Obviously, they've decided to deny your claim, and it's very difficult for you to convince them to change their minds, but that's the first step in the process. So if you're denied, you then appeal, you're appealing internally, they'll probably deny you again. Then you have the option to appeal externally. You can ask to go through a third party and have your appeal heard. If you don't get anywhere at that point, then you can go to court and sue. And if you do sue, the idea behind the claim would be that you would say that the insurance company is in breach of contract 
And the reason for that is that in every single contract, there is an implied, it's called an implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing. And essentially what that means is that if I have a contract with you, you have an obligation to act in good faith. And so if every time I try to submit a claim to an insurance company, they deny the claim and you feel that the, the, the denial itself is unreasonable and you've given them all of the information they need to understand why it is that they should be covering your claim or they should be allowing you to go out of network and covering that um, procedure as if it's in network, which is what this family here um, with the boy with this um, heart defect is trying to do. If you can demonstrate to the insurance company that they really need to make an exception and provide you with coverage, and the argument in that instance would be, I'm contracting with you, I'm giving you premiums every month, your obligation as an insurance provider is to give me the options of people that I can go to to get treatment. And if you're not doing that for me, then you are in breach of contract. And the implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing is the idea that if I'm acting in good faith, you need to act in good faith. And if I'm showing you every reason why you should be providing me with coverage, like in this instance, there's a doctor telling the insurance company that this boy cannot get this procedure anywhere that is in network. He has no choice but to go out of network. In that instance, if the insurance company says no, then the claim would be that they are acting in bad faith, they're in breach of contract, and that would be the basis for suing them for your damages. In this case, the boys, the damages for this family would be the cost of providing this child with the procedure. If they are actually able to do it, they could then go to court and sue for the money that they ended up having to spend on this procedure. And worse than that is if they're not able to get the procedure, then they would have to sue the insurance company for all of this boy's damages, including any kind of medical damages that he sustains. So any kind of additional procedures that he needs, pain and suffering for not having a fully functioning heart. So if anything, if the insurance company is faced with a lawsuit where the family is suing because they were not able to get the procedure because they can't afford it, and now this boy is suffering even more as a result, that would be an even bigger lawsuit than them just going ahead and figuring out a way to come up with the money, having this boy get the procedure, and then suing the insurance company for the cost of the procedure, which, you know, I pray for them that they're able to find a way to get this procedure for this boy, because from what I'm understanding, his life is severely affected by the fact that he doesn't have a fully functioning heart. And it's just incredible to me that this family has an opportunity to fix their son's heart And now at the 11th hour, the insurance company is denying the claim. Um, So I just feel like I wanted to talk to you about this because uh, this story is not unique to this family. I think a lot of families in the United States deal with insurance companies denying their claims and them being in a position where they either have to go in debt um, and do everything they have to do to get their family the health care that they need um, or they end up making horribly compromising decisions where they're going to practitioners that don't offer the same level of care uh, and they are just you know, taking whatever procedure they can get that's not really the proper solution. And what I will say here is this. Uh, I think that when we look at the healthcare industry and the way that these insurance companies 
will deny every claim they can. I, I just feel like it's so short-sighted. Even if you look at this boy, um, it, if he were to get the procedure that is offered here in California, where it, it's it's a sort of a, a band-aid solution, he will not have a fully functioning heart, uh, in the end, he will be needing so much more health care over the years. And that will affect society where there are more costs and more costs involved in his care as opposed to him getting one procedure and then being a healthy child who needs no further procedures in his life. To me, it's so myopic the way that the healthcare industry works where you deny claims, you make it very hard for people to uh, receive health care, and then you have a society where people are walking around sick they need health care, but they can't afford it. And so they're just putting off the inevitable. Their situation gets worse and worse. And then when they finally do receive health care, it's an even greater drain on uh, our economy. And so I just want to talk about this in general. I have a lot of thoughts when it comes to health care, um, especially when it comes to services for children who need these life-saving procedures uh, I just think it's really awful that this insurance company is denying this claim when it seems pretty clear that there is no equivalent uh, surgery in California that this child could go to a provider here and be in network. Those are my thoughts for today. If you have any thoughts regarding this issue, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is thewholetruthpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at thewholetruthpod. And my Facebook group is The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week and uh, take care until next time. 